0: I couldn't figure it out at first, but then I realized it was a second belly button. And not where you'd think.
1: Wait. Do you you hear that? Warning. Incoming game. Warning. Incoming game.
0: Welcome to Incoming Game, a podcast where we watch and rewatch the nineties animated series reboot.
1: I'm Jessica, the nostalgic.
0: And I'm Ben, the skeptic. I have never seen this show until now.
1: And I grew up loving it. Each week we'll dissect an episode from start to finish, starting this week with episode one, The Tearing. Since this is our first episode, uh why don't we get to know each other first?
0: That sounds like a great idea, Jess. Uh, So
1: I'm Jessica. I'm an office worker by day and a comic book artist by night and on weekends. I actually watched Reboot when I was a kid uh, back in 1994 when it first aired, uh, but it wasn't until college that I got into Reboot. I had a very good friend slash roommate that had all the VHSs. That's right. I am dating myself here. And we watched them constantly and got very excited when season four came out. And... Ten years, a little bit more later, uh, I thought, "Hey, wouldn't it be a great idea to do a podcast on rewatching Reboot?" So I reached out to Ben here. Hi, Ben.
0: Hi. So um, yeah, so my name is Ben. I uh, was familiar with Reboot only through commercials. I think on Cartoon Network back in the day. I never actually watched it myself. So uh, Jessica approached me to uh, do this podcast, and I uh, I said sure, but I've never seen it.
1: But you love it already, right? <laughs> oh,
0: I, I, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. That's some spoiler territory.
1: All right. Well, uh, today's first episode, we're going to start with season one, episode one, The Tearing. Uh, it first aired on September 10th, 1994, written by Mark Hoffmeyer and a story by Lane Racher and Mark Hoffmeier. Um And actually, if it's okay with you, I kind of want to start with the intro to the episode. So we actually get a few intros throughout the life of the series. And this is the very first one. And okay. you don't actually learn in the episode what Bob's deal is. You kind of have to rely on the intro for that.
0: Well, he says that he's uh, programmed to be the guardian of the internet. Yes. To mend and defend against various baddies. Correct. Which I'm assuming are viruses and malware and stuff like that.
1: Yes. Uh, but the part that really drew my eye on a rewatch was the... Uh, Part at the end where he says that he's going to find out who this user is who keeps sending down games.
0: Right. He wants to find out if they in fact live outside the net and input games for pleasure. And I'm going to say spoiler. Yes. So my question is, are these characters Sims and are we their God?
1: Well, I think we might a little bit be their god, but Bob never has any intention of finding out who the user is throughout the entire life of the series.
0: So it's a lie.
1: It's a lie. <laughs> From moment he, says zero, it, he
0: says it quite clearly. It's my mission to find out.
1: It's not his mission.
0: <laughs>
1: it never becomes
0: his mission. Oh boy. Now, first... I want to get into this first things first, the animation, all right? Now, you warned me going in that this was early 90s CG, yes. right? So mid-90s, well, you said mid-90s. And in my mind, okay, well, if we're talking about big-budget feature films, that was around the same time, a little bit before Toy Story, but around the same time as Jurassic Park. Now, obviously, we're talking about, you know, syndicated television with a much lower budget. So then I'm thinking, okay, maybe around, like, VeggieTales. Um, but this... Was way prim- more primitive than I was anticipating.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty primitive. Uh, <laughs> it does get better as the, as the show goes on. They you know get a little use, more used to animating three D stuff, um, and they get a little bit better technology. Uh, but I will it, say,
0: visually, it doesn't look bad. Yeah. Um, like aesthetically, it's the motion itself. Like it's very kind of stiff and uncanny valley in the motion. Yes,
1: definitely, and that I think is what gets better the most. Uh, they they really get a handle on it and actually the uh, binomes uh, that you see throughout the series which are the little ones and zero guys that walk around
0: right the little robot guys
1: exactly they were actually made uh, in response to the limit of the technology Uh, they Mm. just couldn't make that many people looking
0: (laughs) characters because the animation at this point like when I look at it when I first saw it, I was instantly reminded of those, like, knockoff Pixar movies, like Almost Kung Fu Panda and Not Quite Cars. <laughs> or that, what's that god awful food fight movie? Like, where everything's just kind of jerky and, like, you know, all the, it's just, like, dead eyed stares when they're talking, you know?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, But yeah, it, it does get better. It never gets, you know, fantastic. And that's always going to be a limit with the technology. Season four came out a lot later. Um, mm. I want to say it came out in the early 2000s. I uh, should have been right around when I was in college. Um, and the animation, I'm sure, is a lot better than it was in the original seasons. But it's actually been a long time since I've watched season four. Yeah, Well, so, you did warn
0: me. You said that it gets way better um, just creatively in terms of enjoyment in season yes. three. And then it just drops off again in season four. <laughs> so, yes, like you almost had me. I was like, oh, I might be a convert by the end <laughs> of this. And then I was like, oh, wait, maybe not. <laughs>
1: so they actually they'd canceled the tv series um and then they came back a little bit later with season four the two movies uh which are actually i think eight episodes total um and yeah i remember being pretty disappointed in them but it like i said it's been a while since i've watched them who knows maybe we'll come back and uh they'll they actually won't be too bad so we'll see
0: well should we jump right into the recap then
1: yeah let's go I know we open up with Bob, our hero, uh, who is voiced by Michael Benier, um, being chased by two robot-looking guys who I don't think we find out this episode, uh, but their names are Hack and Slash. Oh, yeah, that's
0: definitely revealed later on. But I referred (laughs) to them as Dr. Robotnik's uh, smart-talking badniks from Sonic.
1: Ah, yes, correct.
0: (laughs) I loved the Red Robot's dialogue. He, um, like... They were both kind of going back and forth, but, like, his in particular stuck out. I wrote it down. Is like, I hate when this happens. It's like a reckoning. This is your fault, and I hate it. <laughs> I hate when this
1: happens. It's, like no, it's like a reckoning. It's your yeah, what, fault, what, and what, I hate arm.
0: it. My arm. Where's my arm? And I about died. I had to, like, rewind that a couple times.
1: <laughs> they actually show off their patented uh, thesaurus uh Gimmick that they have, where they go back and forth until they find the right word they're looking for. There, oh boy, <laughs> he's trapped. um And so Hack is, by the way, is the blue one. He's voiced by Philip Maurice Hayes. And then Slash is the red one, who's voiced by Gary Chalk. Uh, Hack, you'll also notice, has a slightly deeper voice
0: than Slash. If you okay, yeah, yeah. Apart. I like the the higher pitched New Yorker guy. <laughs> <laughs> This is your fault. It's like a reckoning. I hate it. <laughs> and I hate you.
1: <laughs> and so, yeah, Bob tricks them, and then they smash it into each other. Um, but right before Bob talks to the camera and breaks the fourth wall.
0: Now, he does say, uh, which you told me is ends up being the catchphrase, I don't think so. Yes. Which I don't believe is actually a catchphrase. <laughs> I think that's just for...
1: <laughs> I mean... Believe it or not, I'm pretty sure he says it, like, 90% of the episodes. And
0: then when they crash, so he, they crash and he goes, sorry, guys, end program, better luck next cycle. And so I was like, is this just a game that he's playing? like, is, Or is this real stakes? Like, were they trying to actually catch him and he's just being snarky back at them? Or was this just kind of like a little fun goof off?
1: I mean, yeah, real stakes-ish. Um, I would say in the earlier episodes, it's very, like the kind of villain that you never actually have a showdown with mm. um so bob's not really too concerned
0: yeah. speaking of the villain yes um that's when emperor zerg pops up in a little sna- uh facebook chat correct a little video megabyte. video chat with, and so his name's megabyte but uh i'm gonna refer to him as zerg from here on out
1: <laughs> megabyte is fantastic he is voiced by the amazing tony jay who unfortunately passed away uh back in 2006 but most people will know him as the voice of frollo from the hunchback of notre dame
0: oh god the villain
1: yeah the evil guy uh and then um he's also shir khan in tailspin
0: it makes sense that he's frollo though because this whole episode i thought he had a crush on bob and he was trying to like get with him (laughs) sexually and that makes sense with frollo because he was all like into esmeralda
1: it could just be Tony J's voice the whole time in Hunchback Notre Dame. He really might have not been into Esmeralda. It was just Tony J talking.
0: Yeah, it's like because <laughs> he totally wants to f him. He's like <laughs> he's trying to seduce him the entire episode. He's like, <laughs> I just want you to do a favor for me.
1: Well, you know, Bob was rocking the really great '90s boy band hair, so you know, can you blame him? Mm. <laughs> Okay, hey, well, uh, for some reason, after, uh, after Megabyte threatens Bob's friends, Bob doesn't quite understand the reference, and then just goes home, goes to bed. <laughs> so we get That's, to see him wake up.
0: Well, no, even before that, like, so he's saying, he's like, I just want you to do this favor, stop putting us through all this trouble. He's like, you're making this harder on your friends. And he's like, what do my friends have to do with it? And he just goes, think about it. I'm like, think about what? His friends or the favor? and like and then uh, but yeah and then immediately after that it shows him waking up so i was like wait was that just a dream was he like, so was that whole opening sequence just his dream cuz he wakes up in a waterbed it looks like like literally submerged in water
1: i feel like they really wanted to show his apartment for some reason
0: right.
1: so they went right there they're like we can't wait we got to show this place it's going to be great it has a magic eight ball spinning around outside of the apartment <laughs> it's going to be awesome He's got a cool, weird shower that gives him pigtails.
0: That that screwed me up. So, so yeah, so he gets out of the waterbed and right into the shower, so it's more water, so pointless. But then, yeah, so it dries his hair, and he gets these golden pigtails, and that threw me for a loop because he, he's he's it's not even just, like, a one-shot gag because he keeps those pigtails on while the other screen pops up and he's talking to the kid.
1: Yeah, that for some reason. <laughs> I don't quite get that gag, I'll be honest.
0: Now, is that a Warner Brothers thing? Because you were, we we talked a little bit beforehand. And you said there was a lot of like Warner Brothers influences, so I wonder if that was one of them.
1: Very probably. So one of the producers actually worked for Hanna Barbera before going onto the show, but you can see bet- the the funny sounds that they throw in I, I, there I, 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 I. exactly, <laughs> and like the breaking the fourth wall. It's like such so Bugs Bunny, and they actually have a whole episode later on, um, in season one or two. Uh, where it's an entire uh, reference to like Looney Tunes, so mm. definitely a lot of a lot of influence there, <laughs> especially in the earlier episodes.
0: Well, that brings us to the kid whose name is Enzo.
1: Enzo Matrix, yes, correct.
0: And he starts shouting a whole bunch of techno babble at uh, at at our hero. Uh,
1: so this is actually one of four Enzos that we will meet throughout the series. Uh, this one is Jesse Moss.
0: Is this Enzo Prime?
1: This is Enzo Prime. Um, okay. So for some reason they kept casting uh, young boys as mm-hmm. Enzo, which I don't know if you know this, but young boys actually grow up, and their voice changes.
0: <laughs> so, but Enzo starts like start shouting at him that there's been trouble at the diner. So it's Dots, and we see a shot of that, and so he says, "Oh, Dots is down," which apparently means the T fell off of Dot on the uh, um, the marquee out front.
1: And the window's broken. There's at oh, least true, two yeah. two moments of damage there.
0: Yeah. But he makes his way down there, and so there's as he tries to walk into the diner, this dog starts snarling at him, right, as he tries to enter. Yes. So he goes around, and so you see from inside the diner, this was another very weird shot for me, you see him crawl in backwards through the window, but it's animated so strangely that, like, I had to go back and watch that, like, six times. It, and it's it's all happening in the background while some of the characters in the diner are kind of freaking out. And then everything kind of moves like so fast in that scene, so it's kind of hard to keep track of. So there's like this crumpled up thing that comes in and through the window. It turns out that it's Bob's hover bike, which I kind of barely remember that he even had. And then um, Dot says, ever heard of a door? And then Bob goes, ever heard of a frisket? And I'm like, a frisket? What's a frisket? It?
1: Frisket's the dog. <laughs>
0: Okay, that was not made clear to me because I had to look up what a frisket was and it still doesn't make sense. It's a it says it's an art tool to use to mask off areas for printing or painting. I did not get that that was the dog's name. <laughs> that could have been made clearer with a line change. Maybe you could say like, "Have you met Frisket?" and then show a shot of him snarling again instead of "Have you heard of a frisket?"
1: Uh, so actually I looked up frisket as well because Obviously, I know Frisket the dog. I've seen Frisket the dog, and he... well, I
0: imagine he gets called Frisket in other yes, episodes. Yes, he does get was, called Frisket in other, other episodes. He was referred to as a Frisket, as <laughs> if like, especially in episode one, the first time you it's even referenced, as if like, oh yeah, you know, Frisket the dog.
1: <laughs> they definitely they bring you into this this whole relationship uh, in Media Res. They don't yeah, they, they don't give you a lot of <laughs> a lot of background. Not, um, uh, Frisket, they fris- do not
0: handhold you at all. <laughs>
1: um so i looked up frisket because i was sure it must be some type of tech reference because obviously we have megabyte already we have hack and slash already um and we have dot already which obviously dot com uh among other things so i looked so up so it's frisket. not dot
0: matrix i thought maybe well, I'm no no, no. it is dot matrix Spaceballs. i
1: just mean like you know in tech references it's dot okay. com dot matrix dot you know dot jpeg
0: dot matrix is definitely a space balls rip
1: and now we can bring that up in our pop culture list. <laughs> um but i looked up frisket and so yeah it is uh the art tool and i'm pretty sure that's more than likely a reference to like cell animation that you would have like areas blocked off and paint and then pull off the frisket to reveal the areas you hadn't painted that were nice and clean mm. So, you know, I think that's what they're kind of poking fun at later. Because actually, this is around the point where you caught this, not me. um, There's the Calvin Spline hiding in the background. So Spline also is a animation reference, a 3D animation reference. Um, And obviously, Mm -hmm. Calvin Spline, they're doing Calvin Klein. So, you know. And then we meet Dot, who is uh, one of the other main characters of the show. She's voiced by Kathleen Barr. And she's the owner of dot steiner among
0: pretty much every establishment
1: in (laughs) she pretty much owns all the establishments in mainframe we'll learn later
0: and who's that french waiter that i really had a problem with
1: that is cecil
0: cecil the racist stereotype
1: cecil the dedicated (laughs) server
0: that's true he may not be a racist stereotype i just i was kind of cringing at his accent
1: (laughs) he's definitely a very french stereotype yes he is
0: very french
1: i'm a dedicated um, server i'll be honest i did get a kick out of the dedicated server joke i i'm not gonna lie so we actually so cecil and frisket both don't like bob which i think is kind of hilarious because that's clear
0: in the in the pilot here
1: <laughs> there's really no reason for them to not like him uh you do kind of get the impression though that bob is new in town
0: yeah i was just gonna say maybe it's just the fact that he's the new kid in town he thinks he's big dick you know
1: he does. He's 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 from the supercomputer. He's like, he's down in Hickville mainframe and uh
0: right. But you know who does like Bob?
1: Megabyte Enzo. No oh. well Megabyte, <laughs> yes,
0: definitely. But no. But uh Enzo, the kid, so he runs over and just straight up tackles him and he starts shouting a whole bunch of nonsense okay. about like hack hack and slash and Are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, hit it, hit me.
1: Because I made sure to write down every word oh, that good. Enzo says here.
0: We are gonna be a three hour podcast by the end.
1: <laughs> I just I the obviously the intention was to use computer jargon to replicate the slang that Enzo and mm-hmm. other characters would use. Like that's that's obvious. The amount of words that they gave Enzo to say in like a five second span of talking. We tried to quit-file him, dude, but it was seriously default. A major surge of goons showed up at the diner and started to completely offline the place. I mean, jack out, crash, crunch, backslash, delete, trash, log off. I mean, jack out, crash, crunch, backslash, delete, trash, log off.
0: The tech puns are some of the... I I, <laughs> I wouldn't say I hated them, but like they definitely... Like I caught most of them and wasn't sure what to do with them. Like there's at one point the robots, the little, the ones and zeros, are saying "copy and paste that," like 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 as an amen. And then there's a uh, there's a uh, building called Bodway. and you know there's the the obviously the Calvin spline that we said before.
1: And there's actually a truck that drives by at the diner scene that has on it two small sprites with big CPUs.
0: Mm-hmm. So the so Bob uh, brings up the uh, favor again. And uh, again, it's like, he he always says "favor" kind of in quotes verbally. So it really makes me wonder what that favor is, and and is it porn? Does Megabyte <laughs> want him to do VR porn?
1: It's it's very possible. You know, they had a lot of problems with standards and practices. They might have had to cut some stuff out.
0: <laughs> anyway, so they as they're talking about that and deciding they're not gonna they're not gonna say yes to megabyte he he doesn't matter except except for the uh server server's like hey maybe you should do it you know give us a break but uh but uh as they're talking about then we get the game
1: yes our first game
0: right we don't get to see uh, what it is
1: but it is our first game
0: no yeah that's that's interesting because there's two games happen but we only ever see one this one the purple gelatinous cube falls out of the sky And uh, Bob's, like, in a real rush to uh, get over there.
1: Yep, and uh, you'll notice, I think you mentioned this when we were talking previously, you can't actually enter the game from the side. If you try and enter from the side, you might be nullified, which will actually meet more nulls next episode. But you have to be under the game as it lands in order to get into the game.
0: So you have to see it coming and, like, slide underneath it? Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, so as he's trying to get there... um, megabyte sends his minions to stop him he says he's not allowed to get in until he finishes his work for him <laughs> sex work obs. yeah so bob gets blocked by the Badnik vehicles he falls out of the sky but he's caught just in time by his friends in a hover car who just happened to think that that was needed and they drive away from the game not into it as we cut to commercial
1: correct well the game has already landed so they can't drive into it that would kill them
0: well, I didn't know that at the time. When I was writing these notes, I was like, "Wait, they wanted—he wanted so badly to get into the game. Now it's there, and they drive away from it."
1: Uh, but we learned the uh, the horrible consequences of losing the game.
0: Uh, right. So that destroys like a city block. It does. It totally destroys it. The user has won the game, knocks a whole section of mainframe off- offline. So, so that means when you're playing a game and you win, you beat the game, you win. You're actually destroying your computer from the inside.
1: Apparently, don't you feel bad now every time you try to win a game?
0: Well, luckily I haven't won very often.
1: You <laughs> just play Dark Souls all day, and then you're like, my computer's fine.
0: I play only Sonic the Hedgehog and Portal, so <laughs> like, I <I'm> mean, <laughs> and Sonic the Hedgehog's not on my computer, so.
1: So you're fine. You're good.
0: Yeah, and I've never beaten it.
1: Well, there you go. Dr. Robotnik wins every time.
0: So um, Bob is uh, pretty depressed about this turn of events. And um, it's suggested by Dot that he goes and sees Bonk.
1: It's Fong, actually.
0: I I heard Bonk.
1: (laughs) It's Fong, who is the... I Forget his actual role, and they don't really mention it in this episode.
0: He well, he seems to be mystical Asian.
1: Oh uh, yes, <laughs> complete with really horrible music intro.
0: He's straight up. He's like, oh yes, Megabyte, you'll stay away from him, and then ooh, ooh. <laughs> like you hear like this like music cue. <laughs> oh, it's, it's very it's, very problematic.
1: It's cringeworthy, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, it we was... need to
0: play the clip. We're we're gonna drop the clip in. <laughs>
1: It was, but, uh, uh, yeah. it was 1994, so there's that. Breakfast at <laughs>
0: Tiffany's was, you know, many years from that was
1: <laughs> Yeah, no, that was painful. That was painful to listen to uh, and watch.
0: There is an old README file that says you should keep your friends close and your enemies even closer.
1: But um, actually, so here's a little bit of funny aside you might enjoy. So Fong is played by Michael Donovan who is also the stereotypical French guy, Cecil.
0: Oh, good. So he's multiple, He's the he, Rob Schneider of his day.
1: He's got a good range.
0: <laughs> well, he tells Bob to uh, stay away from Megabyte, especially alone. Well, and so, uh,
1: first, he plays Pong with Bob.
0: Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. Yes, we skipped ahead. So in order for in order for pong to give out any sort of advice apparently you have to win a game of pong so they're like in this weird like vr suits hitting an actual pong disk back much and forth
1: playing tennis
0: yeah it's well that's yeah ping pong yeah um but like with gigantic pong instead of paddle but so bob wins and then the uh, the court kind of disappears and he's like oh you've won and I uh, say, so, so now you're worthy of my advice. Which,
1: I don't think there's ever a point where, one, Fong wins, or two, that he would refuse to give advice if he won.
0: Yeah, they're they're trying to establish a character, they're throwing stuff at the wall, you know, not all of it's going to stick.
1: I just imagine them, like, running to Fong and being like... Fong, the computer is crashing, we don't know what to do, we really need your help, unless you give us advice, like, everyone here is dead, and he's just like, hold on.
0: Well, you lost, so go (laughs) screw.
1: Wait, 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 first, we must play Pong. If you lose, then oh well. Uh, Yes, but he gives them the advice uh, from an old readme file, uh, which, you know, is, is kind of funny that you should always keep your friends close but your enemies closer as long mm-hmm. as you're not alone, which is our moral of the episode. If you haven't picked it up yet,
0: it's the right. second
1: time that we we've, we've heard mainframers stick together.
0: Now Bob agrees not to go alone and then we smash cut to him right at Megabytes lair by himself.
1: Yes. Because Bob's Bob's from out of town. He doesn't he doesn't quite get the rules yet. Yeah.
0: But he goes he plays he plays um a weird choice <laughs> because he goes up and he's like hey megabyte here you're big circuit in town he says i see the value in having a friend like you and friend in quotes and megabyte promises not to disappoint him
1: mm. <laughs> all right so i want to point something out here i'm actually rewatching another old 90s cartoon because apparently i'm missing when i was preteen uh gargoyles did you ever watch gargoyles
0: I did not. You you know, there's going to be a lot of cultural references that you're probably going to hit upon that, like, didn't pass me by. Like, I was aware of them, but I didn't participate in them. So I know of Gargoyles, but I wasn't, like, a fan.
1: So there's an episode of Gargoyles where almost this exact situation happens. There was a gangster that the Gargoyles pretended to be good with and adopted their little gangster speech to get in there. Mm. And this was around the same time this would have aired. And I'm wondering if this is like a trope that I'm just not really familiar with. This like f- fake hey, gangster. you know me, You got my ghoul. <laughs> like this is how you get in with the gangsters. You go in, you start talking their language, and then at the end, punch them in the face.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: So this could have, you know, two, two 90s cartoon shows. I feel like, you know, we're yeah. starting to see a trend.
0: Well it works though cuz he lets them in and they take the elevator down to a warehouse and there's a bunch of tanks and robot minions along with a giant glowing ball of electricity in a containment field.
1: But we also learned something a lot more important in this scene. No. Oh. As we're going down the elevator, we have the camera down at the floor looking up at Bob and learn that Bob has no butt. <laughs> obviously this is a problem with the early animation models <laughs> we just got two well, legs attached to a torso
0: that doesn't track though because i am googling bob reboot butt right now <laughs> and i am definitely seeing some things
1: well you know that's not surprising i'm sure a lot of them are fan-drawn, though. hold
0: on what's 34 mean here? oh god all right
1: <laughs> i'm fairly certain later on he does get a butt so obviously technology improves. They're able to get him that butt. <laughs> but, you know, right now know. they didn't have the butt technology yet. No butt. No butt. <laughs> but we do see an <laughs> army.
0: Right, so we get the army. So Bob sees that, um, that glowing ball, and he recognizes it as a tear. In yes. It, and it's gonna, that leads to the su- supercomputer. And he runs a little Star Trek diagnostic scan on it. And uh, Megabyte reveals that he wants Bob to stabilize the tear and turn it into a portal.
1: Yes, correct, because Megabyte's entire thing is, he's a virus. Um, you'll right. notice the little binomes that are walking around that are part of his army um, mm-hmm. are actually the same color scheme as him. That's because yeah. he's infected them.
0: Oh. They're actually
1: regular old binomes.
0: But I knew they were, like, the same models Yes, with a different color. I didn't realize they were, like, infected. I just thought, like, you know, he had minions.
1: Yeah, you don't really learn that until much
0: later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's... It, i hate to keep harping on it but megabyte man he's like he's like you guardians certainly know your tears don't you and i'm so much more intimate with you now than any user
1: i doubt you're the first one to speculate you know what we can pull up some fan fiction um yeah you know just get some uh some bob megabyte slash in there uh... i
0: was thinking about a future segment where like i would read samples from fanfic and you would have to guess if it's real or fake
1: well if you wrote it it's still fanfic
0: Ah. it's just written Well, then you'll have to guess (laughs) (laughs) if I made it up or if I found it
1: alright but uh, yeah so he uh, tries to get Bob to get rid of this tear and turn it into a portal
0: which he balks at and then uh, Megabyte ties him up and tells him it's time for plan B
1: yes apparently uh, it requires him to use a child safety harness on him
0: (laughs) (laughs) so now this this whole scene completely baffled me I couldn't make heads or tails of this. Um, So he shouts glitch at his arm, which then something happens. Um, The ball kind of changes, and there's a weird little, like, circle with arms sticking out of it. And then the pull kind of shoots. He he goes inside it, and then he comes back out. And then I couldn't tell at first, like, what part of it was his doing and what part of it was Megabyte's doing.
1: (laughs) All right. So... When he shouts "glitch," he's not just shouting it at his arm. I mean, he kind of is. But uh, (laughs) earlier, when we were seeing him doing those diagnostics, that is glitch. Glitch is his Apple Watch, Uh, (laughs) which uh, so prescient. Yes, it actually it has. It's a multifunction. (laughs) Pretty much like anything, go go gadget, you can do it with. I mean, he does like little helicopters with. He does like cutters with it. and yeah, so its main function, though, is healing tears, which is why Megabyte is there trying to get him to do it. So he shouts, mm. he's being thrown towards the tear, which would kill him or nullify okay. him or whatever the appropriate computer term is.
0: Well, we'll get to that. But I mean, he does go into a tear later and it doesn't kill him. That's jumping ahead, but we will.
1: Uh, so he heals the tear first, turns it into a portal okay. uh, right. and then comes back out of the portal and then has his glitch unmend the tear so that okay. Megabyte cannot go into it. So Megabyte's really upset that he closed the tear again. He's like, well, we could do this all day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then he's interrupted by Hack and Slash, who uh, have dot with them because she started a, the word they landed on was riot uh, outside, which, which I th- are harmless. I think it was like four binomes. <laughs> With
0: <laughs> yeah, He takes a look at it. He's like, Yeah, no, this is nothing. <laughs>
1: um, but Bob uses this as a distraction to knock over the computer, which yeah. you'll notice is in a computer.
0: Right. It was like <laughs> I did notice that. It's <laughs> a <laughs> little inception. He kicks over a computer while, yeah, and then so everything starts exploding around them, and then I guess the tear grows more volatile
1: then? Yes. Uh, it starts growing. Um, I, sh- I don't know what bob's plan was after that uh since he's really the only one who can stop that from happening i mean obviously him and dot were getting out of dodge
0: yeah yeah so like he didn't plan to fix it at that point he's just like well fuck off
1: I think maybe he was hoping that the tear would kill Megabyte first, and then he would heal it? I don't know. Anyways, Megabyte turns into some type of jungle cat and chases him down the
0: escalator. Right, well, so they're escaping, and Bob goes, nice plan. And Dot says, what plan? Right, so this is the second time that she's just assumed that she's going to the right place and, like, hoping that the minions will be there.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) we learn later that, that Dot's pretty on top of shit, so
0: she seems intuitive for sure,
1: but yeah they're they're out of there uh and right. megabyte is suddenly on like jungle catting up the side of the elevator
0: but he's um still attached i guess to Bob by, via the safety harness cord for a moment and then, like yes. that yeah, and that breaks, and he falls down, and then he starts like coming at him again, and then uh, like tiger style. Um, and then when they get to the top, all of a sudden we get a repeat of the end of Act One. Another purple cube, another incoming game klaxon, and Zerg is again. He's like, "How fortunate!" Mm. <laughs>
1: yeah, because it's for some reason landing exactly where Megabyte would have wanted it.
0: Right. So it's just in a random location each time. It is in a random location the main each characters. time. Correct. <laughs> just ha- wherever they happen to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or not be if they want them to try and struggle to get there
0: then that goes to commercial and comes back and now we're actually inside the game yes
1: this is our first game
0: turns into a star wars set piece at this point
1: (laughs) yes we're on some type of uh space aircraft carrier uh and we get our first reboot
0: yeah the characters all say reboot and appear in spacesuits yes um i'm so excited They start looking for Zerg, and, uh, so he leaps onto the user's ship, and he does this weird, like, slorp into the cockpit, and, like, he changes direction as he's doing that. Like, he doesn't turn around, he's just magically reversed, like, in the other, facing the other way.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Reboot, by the way, uh, the name of the show, uh, and you've obviously seen there, uh, they have those little symbols on their whatever, so I think Bob and Dot both have them on their chest, uh...
0: What symbols? I actually don't know. Oh, no. You didn't
1: notice that? So they it look, kind of look like buttons with uh, two triangles. Okay. Um, and Enzo has one in his cap. And I forget the name okay. of them. <laughs> 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 uh, but every, all the sprites have them in um, the binomes. And you get in there and you double tap, as one does on a computer, your symbol, and say reboot. And you're in the game. So before that, you have no influence in the game. So okay. when you're just a sprite in there, you've you've got nothing to do with it. You've got to become part of the game.
0: So they're just like NPCs until they say reboot?
1: Well no, they're they're not even NPCs. They become the NPCs. Oh. So they get they get the outfit that goes with it, they get whatever like battle stats that come with it.
0: Right, right. They upgrade their yeah.
1: um whatever particular moves. There's a really great episode uh that's a um Mortal Kombat game. And, you know, the character gets, like, the bicycle kick.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Tell me Dot becomes Chun-Li.
1: Um, I'm actually not going to tell you much about that one. Um, I'm doing oh, – I'm God. kind of going to be vague about that one because it, <laughs> it is quite the episode. So I'm
0: already picturing it in my head, and I'm going to make <laughs> my own Rule 34 when I get home tonight.
1: Uh, yeah, this is, this is the problem that Standards and Practices had.
0: So our heroes jump into some not-X-wings and try to beat Zerg to the tear – And uh, we're informed that the tear is now a stable portal at the end of level three, which Dot knows.
1: Yes, Uh, for some reason. Uh, Now, if they've (laughs) played the game before, uh, then they will know how the game works. Um, Oh,
0: okay. So, yeah. So this might be a repeat game that they have memory of. Yeah, which
1: I don't believe we get a repeat game within the context of the series. Uh-huh.
0: Zerg's just, like, grinding. He's like, you know, he's like, oh, I've done this one 60 <laughs> yeah. times. i got to make it this time.
1: <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you until I got an arrow to the knee. <laughs> but usually uh, you need Glitch. Uh, that's one of the reasons, like, that they always want Bob to be in the game. Glitch can actually read the settings of the game and kind of know what the objective is and stuff like that. So I'm surprised it's Dot that they have say here about the game. Yeah, but. she's
0: she's Miss Exposition this episode.
1: She is, she gets, she gets a uh, she gets a lot better. Dot's probably my favorite character. Dot. Well, actually, hmm. I'm gonna just be straight with you. It's all the ladies. Dot, all Mouse, ladies. Hexadecimal.
0: <laughs> well, and I, Drea. when I remember seeing the commercials back in the day, I think I must have just assumed that the kid Enzo was the main character, and so for him, like he has like six lines in this whole episode, and like he's very much has nothing to do with the plot.
1: So yes, when he does become a little bit more involved as a kid. Um mm-hmm. and two I see uh, later he gets jacked. <laughs> yeah. Later on he grows up quite a bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's Speaking, why they had to replace his uh voice actor.
1: <laughs> Speaking of having to look stuff up on the internet later, uh <laughs> <laughs> Um So yeah, they're chasing Megabyte through a couple different levels. We have one, clear space with uh a star destroyer shooting at him. This is the first appearance of the other catchphrase. <laughs> one of the four or five catchphrases uh stay frosty
0: stay frosty
1: stay frosty it is hilarious it gets (laughs) even better (laughs) it does because later on someone gets the nickname sparky
0: so stay frosty sparky (laughs) so now want to hear what i caught what's that the bob wants to nail megabyte and keep it tight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they um they sail into an asteroid field, and they promptly lose Alpha 4, one of their helper friends. Now, is he dead at that point?
1: Uh, No. So long as they win the game, everyone's safe.
0: All right. So Bob almost crashes himself, too, but then he blasts a hole right through an asteroid for him to sail himself through. As one does. Megabyte has his minions shoot a bunch of missiles from the Star Destroyer, and Dot flies into the kill, and she straight up gives the creepiest shot of the whole episode <laughs> when a freaking skull is superimposed over her grinning face it's real quick it's like six frames but like the skull fades in on her face like she's got this insane grin and i don't know if you went back and looked at that after i told you about it
1: i still have not yet i have no, to go back, go and, back
0: and do like a frame by frame on that shot because it goes by quick but I, I i saw that immediately i was like wait whoa what
1: but then after that uh we get dot ship blowing up
0: well they go to hoth yeah
1: they're in they, hoth
0: Yeah, so the base is destroyed. They make their way to Hoth, and they fly into an underground cave, and they're dodging stalactites and stalagmites. Megabyte jumps behind Bob, and then Bob jumps behind Megabyte, and then um, Bob destroys it, leaving Megabyte to land on Bob's ship, where he tells Bob again to think about it. They could be a good team. Bob refuses, so Megabyte takes the wing off of Bob's ship, which flies into Dots and explodes. And so Bob goes, glitch, safety line, and Megabyte approaches the portal.
1: Uh, so we see another one of Glitch's many uses.
0: We do. So at this point, Dot's dead.
1: <laughs> no, Dot lands safely in Megabot's megabytes, ar- megabytes right, arms. Right, but
0: she's not his type, so he just like throws her to the <laughs> ground, like in disgust. He's like, "You're no Bob."
1: No, <laughs> poor Dot. <laughs> she tried so hard.
0: Yeah. So now this part, this part, like we're we're quickly approaching the uh, finale, like the last couple minutes of the show, and this part was baffling to me. So Bob ziplines into the portal, which triggers a game over immediately. And then it comes back. He reappears and shows Zerg his balls as the tear disappears.
1: <laughs> well, I suppose if you're being literal, yes. Uh, so what's happening here? So this is the part where you're a little confused. he goes. So he goes into the portal, which is actually to the supercomputer, which is where Bob is from. And he mentions... There's twice it's mentioned the armory. He says earlier that Megabyte just wants the armory. When he comes back, he says he's found a few tricks in the armory.
0: So But in the space of 1 second is he a time lord? Does he is he displaced from time? He might be. You don't know. I mean, I get that we're trying to wrap it up, but it's like <laughs> so it's like okay, here's the portal. Bloop bloop. Okay, all done. Here's my balls.
1: So he goes into the portal, runs to the armory, grabs, yes, a couple of balls, uh, along with some code that we learn later. Um, pops back out of the portal, seals, completely seals it so that it's not even a tear anymore, prompting Megabyte to be very angry. And then the two of them disappear. Bob and Dot disappear.
0: Yeah, so he fixes the tear so it's no longer a tear, right? Is that what it is?
1: Correct. It's just completely gone. It's just
0: gone. And then so they disappear as well. And he thinks that they've gone back to the diner, but in reality, they just turned invisible. Yes,
1: he thought it was a, a uh, return command, when it was actually a hidden file command.
0: Right. But then they do actually go to the diner.
1: They do, but they, they, they waited until Megabyte trashed the place first. Yeah, and so they, they go and the they diner. let him
0: trash the place. Because <laughs> they get there, and Enzo's like, holy shit, you guys, you missed it all. <laughs> <laughs> And then, um, so yeah, so he asks Bob what the supercomputer is like. He's like, oh, it's freaking amazing. It's great. It can do this. You can do that. You can do anything you want to do, but I only want to visit.
1: Oh, isn't that sweet?
0: And then we, uh, we close on the despair of our French waiter as the recently restored diner is once again destroyed. And he's like, oh, I'm not paid enough for this. Uh, the end
1: he's probably not he literally lives there on a rail
0: <laughs> poor guy did we mention that he's like a com- like an old crt monitor with a f- he is face?
1: totally like an old apple computer he's even got like little holographic sticker on yeah. there it is it's pretty great
0: we haven't actually described the characters much for somebody who hasn't seen it yet like so bob is blue or purple depending on what screen you're watching definitely but, blue they, yeah. they make
1: reference to specifically him right. being blue later
0: and uh so dot and enzo are both green and uh well they're related oh are they i didn't actually catch i didn't know that yeah
1: uh dot is so it's dot matrix and enzo matrix and dot is his much older sister
0: now which one is matrix reloaded
1: (laughs) that's the one we don't speak of okay (laughs) (laughs) or you know what it could be season three just wait till we get to that one
0: but that's it. That's the episode.
1: That's it. That's the end. Uh so what did you think your first episode of Reboot?
0: It took me a little bit um to get it to get used to the style because like at first I was just like I was taken aback by the primitive animation and just like the look of it in general. Mm-hmm. Um like I kind of knew what to expect because like I had seen like clips of it previously. But just like now actually having to sit and watch it especially in 2018. I'm like, wow, okay, things have come a long way, but I quickly got over <laughs> it. Like, it, it, it didn't, like, we're definitely not going to be spending the entire series here going like, oh, what is this? The, the animation.
1: What did you think of the story?
0: I, I had some issues with the story. <laughs> I, I, liked some, I liked some parts. You know, some of the humor was, was fun, you know, the robots. I didn't like the resolution was off screen. Like he, mm. you know, so so he disappears and comes back a second later. Says, "Well, all done," and then he kind of explains that he did some stuff, but we didn't get to see that. And then um, uh, Megabyte gets really no comeuppance. He just kind of walks away when when they're invisible. But that that whole last act, while it was kind of cool to see the game, it did seem like a rushed conclusion.
1: Yeah, I think this episode. So going into it, I didn't. Like, it's been a while since I've watched Reboot. And there is definitely a rush of nostalgia going into it. Uh, so there's there's still a lot of love for this show. Uh, this episode was a little rough in a lot of areas, mm-hmm. um, but knowing that it gets better and knowing the story that it becomes, I still really enjoyed it. I still really enjoyed coming back to them and seeing these characters again, uh, and you know just enjoying this world again. So I'm looking. Yeah, I
0: definitely I'm, didn't hate it for sure.
1: I'm really looking forward to watching the rest, just because I know like and. I'm sure this isn't the worst episode. I'm sure season one's got a few clunkers in there, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but I know it's so far away from the best episodes. So, yeah. and
0: I know this is only the first one, but like, so like I'm still not clear on a lot of the inner workings of the world itself. Like they introduced a lot of things, but a lot of things were explained without making a lot of sense to me. So hopefully things will clear up as it goes. Yeah, they on.
1: definitely go more into the mythology as we go along, which is nice.
0: So like what for instance what is the net in this universe is it our internet as we know it
1: yes it actually is the internet um so
0: can they travel to different websites
1: uh well <laughs> and they, like, travel they to show different up at porn eventually <laughs> well if it weren't a children's show maybe uh i
0: mean like it, you you could like have um you know zerg popping into reddit you know
1: <laughs> i that's probably where he lives <laughs>
0: This is actually the plot of the Wreck-It Ralph sequel, so I don't know why.
1: <laughs> actually, you know what? You're right. It is. Oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about that one when it comes out. Uh, but yeah, they go to different computers, um, and they actually you know spend some time on the web. <laughs> uh, I don't want to really describe it because okay. it's, it's is pretty
0: it great. Like just is it '90s like movie? It web? is.
1: It is so '90s. <laughs> okay. There's a character that I cannot even tell you his name because of how immediate 90s he is and it's so good when you meet him you're gonna die it's hilarious
0: gosh now and then i guess this will be answered in like future episodes but is the main conflict just like emperor zerg finding tears and portals just over and over and then bob having to fix them um or is there more to it
1: off and on uh so definitely the the, for the first season megabyte is the thing a lot of (laughs) tears uh he's trying to get to the supercomputer they're trying to stop him uh there's also a lot of interpersonal conflict Uh, Enzo trying to grow up Bob and Dot will take it together that kind of stuff and then there's also a virus we have not met yet who will play a big part
0: is that the one I saw on the big opening credits I'm sure it is we're actually going to meet
1: her next episode Uh, so next episode is uh, season one episode two racing the clock Uh, and we Mm -hmm. will meet Hexadecimal Megabyte's sister who. Since we were speaking of standards and practices, oh boy.
0: Yes, Uh, get into standards and practices now.
1: (laughs) So they had a problem with, well, boobs. Uh, (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) uh, Apparently Dot was a little too curvaceous for them. Uh, They had to tone some stuff down. Now, I don't know if...
0: Is that why the butt went away?
1: uh, This could be why the butt went away.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're like, erase butt.
1: I will say though She's sexy. They may have toned some stuff down, but we're gonna meet hexadecimal next next episode, and you can tell right away what that right the the concept artist or whoever designed hexadecimal, what their fetish is. Cause <laughs> <laughs> she wears it all over. And I mean she she works it well. Mm. So they didn't they, they didn't tear it tone it down too much and then on top of that I think as a reaction to the pushback that they got um, we're gonna see so many like inside adult jokes uh, throughout the episode Uh, if I remember correctly there's a really funny condom joke in season (laughs) 3 are you kidding me? I am not kidding you (laughs) 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 like complete with like wink to the screen
0: oh my (laughs) god it's
1: yeah, so they definitely they pushed the envelope a bit. Uh, after getting some pushback, they they came back hard with, oh, you didn't want us to put adult stuff in there? We'll show you. Oh boy. I have Before we go on, though, I have two questions for you. One, what do you think, uh, if they remade Reboot today,
0: Uh-oh.
1: how do you think that would, beyond the good animation, the better animation, how do you think you that would better. look? No, what would the say be? <laughs> What do you think that world would be like now that we're not in 90s anymore?
0: Well, is this post-net neutrality?
1: Us, you know. (laughs) That could be the big bad. (laughs) Yes. Ajit Pai is the big bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Gosh, you surprised me. I wasn't expecting this question. Um, (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot of Pepe memes. I think we're going to have a lot of, like, grandmas on Facebook sharing, you know, fake news. I don't know how much visually would change because, like, if you're representing the Internet, like, you need it to be interesting visually without it just being, you know, text on, you know, cursors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I imagine it would still kind of be like a city world because you've got to, you've got to, you know, (laughs) if, if you have characters living in a place, you need a place for them to live.
1: I was thinking the same thing as you were, though, with the memes. I just assumed the entire show, instead of, like, this uh, jargon, this mm-hmm. 90s computer jargon, that it would just be memes, constant memes.
0: I imagine that, like, one of their, like, um, channels on TV is just Rickroll. And, um, <laughs> and then, like, they go and they'll, like, have, like, um, like their live concert venues would be, like, YouTube or something like that, you know? <laughs>
1: Okay, well, question two then: What if I told you they are making reboot in twenty eighteen?
0: What? <laughs> Tell me more. Uh, Joseph it's Gordon-Levitt.
1: Yeah, they are remaking. They're rebooting reboot. <laughs> uh, it actually, I'm pretty excited about this. It was originally supposed to be on this Canadian TV channel, but Netflix managed to grab it. Uh, which means I get to watch it. As they <laughs> do. Because I'm not in Canada.
0: It's funny because they didn't grab the original series. I had to buy the DVDs for this.
1: I hope they do. That'd be really great. Because then more people can watch Reboot.
0: Especially and listen to our show. Because at this point, like, they either have to have the DVDs or have to subscribe to the Shout Factory channel on Amazon Prime. Because it's not streaming on Netflix or Hulu or anywhere for free.
1: I mean, you could do some dark internet deeds, but you have to watch out that you don't get a megabyte virus. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're bringing it back. It's going to be half live action, half computer animated.
0: Now, what half is live action?
1: <laughs> Apparently, uh, and again, I'm going to date myself here. Are we going
0: to see the user? Is that what uh, it is?
1: We're, it's going to go Superhuman Samurai Cyber squad on us. It's going to be real people going into the computer. Oh, no. To, to perhaps <laughs> fight. <laughs> viruses I, thought, or, I was hoping I maybe know. it
0: would be like so it, we're just watching some guy play sims and so like he just get some neckbeard and he's the live action part and then the whole reboot thing is just the sims
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i'm i'm really excited about this i, I have no idea if it's going to be good i've got an inkling it's not going to be but i'm going to watch the heck out of it anyways
0: do we have a cast or a director or a writer or anything
1: i'm not sure you know what i'll get back to you on that next episode okay.
0: Well, I know you have a bunch of other trivia though that you wanted to drop.
1: I did. Uh, so just a couple of things. Uh, as we go through the series, we're gonna see so many pop culture references. It's gonna be possible to grab all of them. But just a few things. Uh, one, the, we see like that the monorails are all zero and zeros and ones as they go throughout the city, which I think is pretty cool as we're spreading the information there. Um, another zero and one you see is actually Enzo's shirt. Uh, mm. which depicts his age, we learn later. Uh, so in binary, he is two years old.
0: He's a mature, too.
1: Yeah, he's a mature, too. Uh, later, he uh, has a birthday, and his shirt changes to 1-1, one, one, which is three uh, in binary.
0: Is he really only two, three years old? So um, he's cycles,
1: <laughs> I guess. Cycle. Not like years. <laughs> so, wait,
0: wait. Cycle 22, Enzo in the house.
1: Um. So we mentioned that keep your friends close and enemies closer readme file that uh, Fong quoted for us. So I'm pretty sure here they're trying to reference Sun Tzu, what with the um, poor choice in music, (laughs) among other things. Uh, But actually, it is misattributed to Sun Tzu. The first time we ever see that phrase written down is from Michael Corleone in The Godfather.
0: (laughs) I thought you were going to say Michael Crichton for a second. <laughs> it's in jurassic park
1: so, no, so you it's know a
0: godfather quote
1: it's a godfather quote which kind of makes sense with the little gangster thing that right. Bob pulls later
0: yeah 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 <laughs> so who's fredo in this uh analogy
1: uh probably hack and slash together hmm. so in the space race game oh uh, we do hear. sorry
0: sorry yes. though the is it a trojan horse head in the bed i don't know that's nothing <laughs> kill me
1: so uh, <laughs> when we're in the space race game, we're actually hearing some music, which I find personally reminiscent of the Star Trek theme. Really? Because I didn't.
0: I've been watching Star Trek recently, as you know. Um And I yes. didn't catch. I kind of thought of it more of a Star Wars kind of thing. But um, you caught Trek. I didn't see that.
1: Oh, so no, visually it's definitely Star Wars.
0: Well, no, even the music though, it kind of had like that. No, I don't know. you didn't
1: think it was Star. I I thought it was a little Star Trekky.
0: Okay. Well. Agree to disagree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, we do get the Star Wars reference. Well, kind of, right after that.
0: Well, the whole game, to me, and, and I know you disagree on this. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But the whole game, to me, felt a lot like the Star Wars Rebel Assault game, which, come to find out, the, the first one came out in 93, and Reboot, this first episode, came out in 94, which makes sense, until you look at the closing credits and find out that the episode was copyrighted in 91.
1: Yes. They started making this years before.
0: But it's crazy because the whole, like, attack on the Star Destroyer and then all, like, going through the tunnel with all the stalactites and stuff, that's straight out of Rebel Assault for me.
1: Well, I mean, they also watch Star Wars, (laughs) the movie, so Mm. (laughs) I'm sure there's some general (laughs) stuff there, too. Uh, But speaking of, uh, right when he says, stay frosty, he tells them right before that to proceed heading 1138, which is... Either a direct Star Wars reference or a direct THX reference. Either way, it's a direct George Lucas reference.
0: Right. That's, yeah, no. 1138 to Lucas. Prisoner transfer from cell block 1138.
1: Yep. And then Stay Frosty is, in addition to being... uh, catchphrase throughout the series is also uh, it's a general military reference that's found in like a lot of shows it actually has its own page on tv tropes uh (laughs) but it mostly known for appearing in aliens where corporal hicks turns everyone to stay frosty
0: we're all in strung out shape but stay frosty
1: and then yeah we just get a ton of like silly computer puns beyond that you mentioned the copy and paste that the i said the return command and the hidden file command
0: the, the readme file. Yeah. The
1: readme file. <laughs> Enzo's entire spiel. <laughs> uh, Cecil being a dedicated server. And then uh, something you might not have caught that I thought was kind of fun. Um, so Bob is woken up by his alarm clock in the beginning of the episode. I caught that. He's woken up by at 8.08, which is leet speak for Bob.
0: Oh, boy. I did like the little when when um, Megabyte pops up in the diner and he's speaking like to them. And, like, it pans around, and you see him also talking to Dot from behind, and it says double-sided oh, yeah. video screen, but it's, it says that backwards. I thought that was great. But for little... a second, so I'm like, so what is he seeing, though? Is he seeing both sides?
1: I I have no idea. I'm assuming both he's sides seeing Bob. See him. But, yeah, I thought that was so great that you could see him from both sides, but you could see the window but like backwards. Right. I thought that was fun. But, yeah, so let's go back to the game real quick.
0: Okay, so you you have your own thoughts on the game. I know that.
1: So, Yes. Uh, I tried to figure out what this game might be direct reference to. Now, obviously, like you mentioned, lots of Star Wars in there. I mean, you've got the asteroid field in there. You've got essentially a Star Destroyer in there. um, And then you've got essentially Hoth in there. Um, But as for like real games that came out uh, that this might be direct reference to, I was able to find three that might fit the bill. So first there's Starglider 2 from Argonite Games. That came out in 1988. So the timing works really well, because it would have been out for a while before they started making the series. Uh, But man, (laughs) talk about bad computer graphics. Look-wise, it doesn't quite cut it. Uh, And then after that comes Wing Commander for PC, which is 1990. That came out in 1990. And that one, I think, is probably our best candidate. Uh, Look-wise, it looks really cool. It looks like it might work for what this game there it is they're playing and then timing wise it would have mm-hmm. come out right before they started building this episode so it would have been fresh in their mind um and then there's also epic for the amiga um and that came out in 1992 so it's a little late um, but not too late that, that it, it might be a direct reference
0: mm-hmm.
1: so would you play this game
0: i have played this game it's rebel assault <laughs> So yes, if <laughs> what about you? So
1: I have not played Rebel Assault. I have not played Epic Wing Commander or Starlighter too. Uh, but yeah, I'd play this game.
0: Yeah, no, it seems fun. We can uh, can we post comparison shots like from the episode versus those games like on like the. Oh yeah, totally. We'll get
1: those on the Twitter and the Facebooks. Yeah.
0: This is wrong. This is all wrong. So now we have a special segment here that uh, I would like to call. The Golden Pigtail Award for the Frostiest Moments, <laughs> in which every week we're going to come up with several nominees of the Frostiest Moments, so that'll be a funny moment or something weird that stuck out to you, and uh, we're going to nominate them, and then we're going to award the Golden Pigtail to the winner. <laughs> the Golden Pigtail refers to, obviously, the hairdo in the very beginning of the episode.
1: So is that, what, is that your nominee, one of your nominees It's not just
0: because I wanted to use that as the name. But yeah, just assume that it's one of the nominees. Um, (laughs) So my frostiest moments were the dialogue from the red robot, especially in the first scene. Bob's weird reverse crawl through the window of the diner. (laughs) That Confucius Say musical cue. Uh... And the uh, skull that appears on Dot's face at the end. And then for honorable mention, there'll be Winserk... Uh, melts inside the ship and flips around.
1: I didn't know we were supposed to have this many frostiest moments. You don't have to, no, I'm these like, are just ones for
0: me. I'm sure as it goes on, like, and I get used to the aesthetic, some of that stuff might go away, but...
1: Alright, well, definitely on my list, we have a moment when Bob is talking to Fong, where the face he makes, speaking of stuff I've got to put on Twitter...
0: <laughs> I went back it, and I looked at that face, and yeah, it's kind of creepy.
1: It is, yeah, it is an interesting... It is an interesting acting choice on the part of the Is that when animators. he says, um,
0: Mega binary idea.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is def- also that that particular line, not the best Bob moment. I think overall, that moment for Bob. <laughs> um, and then if I have to throw out a second nominee there, I think it's got to be the lack of Bob butt.
0: Oh, right. The, yeah. <laughs> the
1: moment where we learn that Bob has no butt.
0: All right. I feel like it's so. very
1: dramatic. <laughs>
0: So now we have to award. I think we can each award a separate winner for ourselves.
1: All right. Well, for me, I think my winner has got to be that face. And I'm going to get a gif up there just so the world Mm -hmm. can see it.
0: All right. I think I'm going to go with the skull because that completely comes out of left field. Um, Like everything else, like the the weird crawl, the um, zerg melting, like those I can forgive for being part of the uh, animation. And the the red robots dialogue and the Confucius musical cue, like you know, whatever. Those are (laughs) those all pale in comparison to the moment that struck me that I had to go back and rewind frame by frame to see that skull, because that stuck with me.
1: (laughs) There we go. Our two winners for this episode. All right, so uh, just so you know, you guys can catch us on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I'm going to be making an Instagram for us um, and a Tumblr for us. Uh, So on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, and on Tumblr, we are uh, Incoming Game Cast. On Twitter, it is one letter too long. Womp, womp. So we are Incoming Game Pod.
0: That really irritated me too when I was registering those <laughs> accounts, because <laughs> I had already bought the domain and ended the Facebook, and then it came to Twitter second. I was like, "Oh, come on!"
1: <laughs> um And then, as for me personally, you can find me uh, at Stervino Lady at pretty much all the social medias. Um
0: it's Spelled exactly how it sounds. Spelled exactly how it
1: sounds. Stir and now- then vino. <laughs>
0: like wine so like are you stirring wine you sl-
1: like you're stirring wine exactly yeah. uh and you know i mostly post art stuff so if you're on my twitter and you don't like politics don't don't go there <laughs> <laughs> just um, visit someone else's twitter
0: <laughs> like mine uh i'm a, i barely tweet at all so if you don't like anything then follow me um i'm at dudworks on twitter and facebook i'm uh dudworks art awesome and i I don't tweet much currently, but, uh, that could always change, you know, get on, get in on the ground floor. <laughs> Do you have any, uh, recommendations, like things that you're liking this week?
1: Oh yes, yeah, Stuff I'm liking. Uh, so right now the big podcast that I wait for every week is, uh, Forkin' and Shirt, uh, which is a Good Place podcast. Uh, I love the Good Place. Uh, we're like two episodes away from the end of the season, which has me so sad because I want to keep going. Uh, and I... The podcast goes into a lot of in-depth philosophy stuff that they talk about in the show, which Mm -hmm. I'm a giant nerd, so that's that's a lot of fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, when we first started discussing doing this podcast, I brought up wanting to do a watch and review of star trek the original series in the style of the greatest generation turns out we were slightly beat to the punch by a great little podcast called rachel watches star trek it's got a very similar premise to ours in that the husband has been a lifelong trekkie and his wife is reluctantly watching it for the first time they're both hilarious it's definitely worth listening to and they're only halfway through season one so it's the perfect time to get caught up
1: nice if i ever decide to actually watch the original series i'll have to check that out
0: yeah I also want to plug uh, They Might Be Giants' new album, I Like Fun. It just came out last week as we record this, and it is solid. I particularly like the album's closer, Last Wave. It's got a driving guitar, delightfully dark lyrics, and I'm convinced that it was put there to troll any parents who might have thought this was a children's album.
1: So I'm going to put this out there now, because you talking about uh, They Might Be Giants has reminded me. Uh, I don't think we'll talk about the specifics yet, but at some point down the line, we're going to have tough to talk about how Ben is a meme.
0: Oh, you, t- you mean Tony from the bar? Yes.
1: Because <laughs> every yeah. single time, without fail, someone comments on that picture, they might mm-hmm. be giants
0: <laughs> yep. you are yep. wearing the people shirt. Rec- the people recognize that shirt, and then <laughs> and then my friends recognize me, tag me, and then I get a bunch of random friend requests from people who think that I want to friend them because I was in a meme.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to post the meme too. <laughs>
0: Oh,
1: boy. It's <laughs> the power of memes. You don't live that down.
0: So what do you think, Jessica? Should we do this again next week?
1: Yeah, I think it might be fun. <laughs> uh, I already talked about what next next episode's about. It's uh, racing the clock, and we get to meet Hexadecimal. So I'm very excited. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's going to be fun. Let's go. This podcast is going to be great. <laughs> okay, so this is what I'm thinking for our outro. We're going offline, no. jack out, crash, no. crunch, Back. No.
0: Leg, Uh, How about this? Until next time, stay frosty. I
1: guess that works. (laughs) Game over. User wins.